Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast, a show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I have been joined by the one and only, the evil Knievel of the pen world, that is Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello sir. Wow, I like that too. Every every week, it's it's something good. You're gonna have to keep this up. Just How are pop, you today? I'm very well. I don't plan these; they just pop into my head. You know, it's not what I can do I about it. This episode, for their sins, is sponsored by Squarespace and DocuSign. I want to thank them for joining us. I want to thank you for joining me, as always, sir. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. This is uh, one of the one of the highlights of my week. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Very kind of you to say, indeed. <laughs> I like it because it allows me to verbalize um, an addiction that I can be proud of, Brad. I can shout it from the rooftops like that. Yeah, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's it's kind of a, you know, it's a very kind of personal, internal type topic. Oh, let's see, what pen can I use today? And it's not like you're sharing that with the world all the time, unless you have a blog like me. But, you know, <laughs> most people are, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very personal thing. So, yeah, it's fun to talk about it with uh, someone else. Indeed it is. So what are we talking about today? What's on the docket? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting the shakes, Mike. I've, I'm uh, I'm going through a little bit of, of, of new pen withdrawal here. Oh you know, I've, uh, you know, we've talked about, I don't know how much I've talked about it on the air, but I've talked about a little bit about how I'm moving, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been hesitant to start shipping a bunch of pens to this address, you know, knowing that I'm getting ready to move. If there's some delay or anything like that, you know, I'm within a a week of moving right and i just keep looking at you know jet pens or i've had people send me uh you know i did a lamy tipo review earlier this week and someone sent me a link to a um aluminum barrel tipo on amazon i'm like man should i order that you know is it going to get here in time before i move so man I'm, I'm i'm shaking you know i've got i've got my cart filled up at jet pens and and things like that i i'm going through a little bit of with, withdrawal phase here on on new products I know the feeling. It feels like many, many weeks, far too many weeks. It feels like years even since I purchased my last pen. It makes yeah. me very sad. I think the last stuff I got was the the new retros. But I got my eye on certain things, and hopefully over the next couple of weeks I shall be making some purchases of my own. Do you want to, do you want to spill the beans? Do you have anything specific you're looking at? Well, I'm, look, I'm going to get one of those small retros. I want to try that out. Okay. Um, other than that, I mean, you know... I know I've got to continue my retro addiction, right? The retro videos. Right. I have to keep buying those. I mean, I want to get a couple of those. Um, I'm going to look around some sites and just pick some that look quite cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when I got, I will also go on to JetPens and take a look. I like looking through the, the popular lists, like the top lists and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, just sort of picking out a few from there. That's what I did with the last time when I bought like a ridiculous amount of stuff. Um, <laughs> just going through, having a look at some things. I mean, the Lamy, is it the 301? Free something? What is that one? The really expensive one. The Dialogue 3? Dialogue 3. Yeah. The, the ridiculous amount of money one. I still want that, but I'm not going to buy that. I know. I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of have a um, jonesing for another high-end pen. Um, but yeah, and I, I've actually, not the, the Dialogue 3, but another Lamy. I've been looking at the Lamy 2000, which is just a, a capped aluminum barrel fountain pen. Um, there's a black body one, uh, extra fine nib. I've been... That one's staring me down, calling my name. <laughs> Is that something I'll, that you're looking to to grab? 
It's a nice looking pen, this. Yeah, it's you know, Ooh, it's, it's been expensive. on the radar for months. Oh, look and at that. Wow, that's pretty. I've been do I of course I don't need it and I just trying to justify am I gonna use it if I get it, you know, that that type of thing, you know. Mm. We've talked about it before, you know, if you're gonna spend that kind of money, me at least me personally, you know, I don't buy pens to you know, collect them and put them on a shelf and and look at them. You know, I want if I'm going to spend that money, amount of money, I want to make sure they make it into my regular writing rotation and that they get some good use. You know, otherwise, to me, it's it's a waste because I'm not going to sit there and you know, you know, hang it on a wall or something, if you will. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about it a lot, <laughs> and and the fewer pens since I I haven't haven't been ordering as many pens recently. I've been thinking about it even more. It's like oh well, you know I haven't bought I haven't bought much stuff recently. So uh, you know maybe I should um, break down and go for another big boy uh, like that one. So you know <laughs> there's, but, a be- uh, there's a beautiful show title in there, Brad. <laughs> break down and go for a big boy I'm not, even, I'm not even going there any more than that so what is I, I know you I know you can't just think of these things I know that you mm-hmm. you know you don't just on a whim say like me you know browse some top lists that's not how you work at all sir tell me what is in your shopping cart right now yeah <laughs> since I haven't been actually placing any orders I've actually been putting things in my cart and adding to my wish list and things right now and uh, I, I do, I do have a few things in my cart, just waiting for me to to decide whether I'm going to ship them now and try to race them home to the address that I'm at, or wait, <laughs> you know, another couple of weeks and just go through some more with, withdrawal period. But I, every every time I talk to you, I get more and more concerned about your addiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's uh, my name is Brad and. I am a pen addict. So, <laughs> good morning, everyone. My name good. is Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know, I've, I've been looking at some of the new items in, in jet pens. The one one that's intrigued me for a couple weeks now. It's been it's been out there for a little bit. Is the uh, there's a Pentel Tradio fountain pen, and Pentel has had this uh, Tradio. I don't know if it's Tradio, Tradio, or the exact pronunciation. Oh, but they've had this tra- line for a while tra-dio. in just like a. Um, it started out as a um, what do you call it? Like a almost like a bristle tip. Oh, I have one of these. And, yeah, so they they've made one with a fountain pen nib, um, and I thought it looked pretty cool. Where is that? Is that on jet pens? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I have so, one of these. Yeah, I have one of those ones with the with the traditional fountain, fountain pen nib oh, or with wait. the plastic nib. Oh, it's got like a plastic nib. Yeah, right. So that's what they were. That's the original one, right? So now they've come out with a real, a legitimate like steel nib I can't fountain f- pen with ink cartridges. Yeah, I can't find that one. I'll send you the link. Is it on jet pens? Did you see? It is. It is. Hmm. And um, you know, it's it's um kind of a entry level oh, pen. It. You know, it's I think it's twenty six fifty. I've got one. Sorry. Oh. I've got you found it. it? Yeah, I found it now. Yeah. So it's just got the same sort of styling, really, isn't it? But it just same looks like styling. a cheap, well, not mm-hmm. cheap, twenty six dollars. But no. So I thought uh, that one, that one's been interesting to me. Um, just to that, I, that that'd be a good pen for me to review. You know, I'm just kind of more curious about it, just because you know that that line's been around a while, and they, this is a big change in that line, and I, I'd like to see how it does. Unfortunately for me, it only comes in a medium nib, but I'm really willing to take one for the team and uh, see how it is. <laughs> they got my email. Yeah. 
Yep. And then, uh, you know, I, I reviewed a pen a couple weeks ago called the Pentel Sleechy Teco Mini Gel Ink Pen. It's a it's a mini mini Sleechy, and it's got a nice aluminum barrel. And when I ordered it originally, they only had one color, and it was a copper barrel. And I'm not particularly fond of that color, but it was too cool of a pen to pass up. I wanted to get it in review. Well, they got some new barrel colors in, and I'm going to get this cool-looking orange one uh, for my personal use. It's going to be a good um, everyday carry type of pen. It'll go good in, in my dome uh, utility journals, like when I'm carrying around in my pocket and things like that, because it comes with a 0.3-millimeter uh, sleechy um, black ink cartridge, and that's uh, one of my favorite uh, ink cartridges and and writing uh, nibs styles. So it, it, it's a really good pen. And the one of the other things I want to get is a mechanical pencil, which you know I I don't use a lot, but I appreciate this this one pencil called the the Pilot Delful Double Knock mechanical pencil. It's a it's a relatively inexpensive pencil. Um, you know, it's not doesn't have anything great like the Kurutoga, you know auto lead rotation mechanism or you know it doesn't have that engineering style like the the rotring 600 but it's got this really cool uh, the um um the whole i guess uh nib unit ejects from the it's protected in the barrel right so you eject out the whole writing the whole business end of the pen the pencil and uh and then you can click out the lead so it's a double knock so you click it once to get the um get the tip out and then click it again to um forward the lead and it's just kind of a it's a neat design it's it's really well done i've used one in the past and they got some they have some new barrel colors that are uh translucent so those looked interesting to me so you know i've been going going through filling up my cart with a few things i just i just haven't hit the checkout button yet and uh it, it's killing me like you wouldn't believe sometimes listening to the things you want to buy is as useful as the things you have bought <laughs> well, the the sad part is I think about it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I I, I try not to, I, as much as it sounds like it. I try not to buy on a whim. You know, I, even if I'm going to buy something just to review, I, I want a reason to to do it. You know, is this something different than I've used before? You know, um, would this be something you know readers would be interested in? Um, is this going to be something I'm going to use personally for a longer period of time than just a pen review? Those type of things. So I, I actually do consider a lot of those things, and and sometimes that makes it hard to to, to pull the triggers. Like, you know, I don't want to be frivolous. You know, even though I'm I'm fortunate enough to, um, you know, be have my blog sponsored by jet pen. So I, I do have uh, some freedom and some things that I can order. Um, you know, I, I still take it. Uh, I still put some thought into it instead of just uh, shotgunning, shotgunning the approach. So I feel like, cause you've mentioned the, the sponsorship. I think it might be important for me to note that, I mean, all, most of the show, like 95% of the show notes, um, they go to jet pens. Mm-hmm. They do not ask for that. They do not pay for that. Um, we get nothing for that. The network gets nothing for that from that perspective. It, just in my opinion, they're the best place that I've found online um, to buy this stuff for great prices, good service, and um, they have the, the catalog. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's exactly why it. They have the, 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 they have the most products available that suit my needs. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely why, uh, you know, at least I, I, I use them the most, obviously, just because, I mean, that's where I first, first started getting into some of the pens that I'm, I, I'm into because no one else carried them, honestly. I mean, and now there, there are other companies that, that do carry it, but the, the depth of the catalog just, it, it's hard to shop somewhere else unless I'm looking for something very, very specific. Plus, they have crazy Japanese stuff. That's right. Which is just that's awesome. what. Yep, that's what got me, got me going. All those fine tip uh, Japanese pens, and then just kind of branched out from there. So yeah, I'm gonna put a link in the show certainly. notes. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to a section on jet pens called Asian Office. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to it, I never <laughs> bought anything from there, but they're the most the craziest things you will ever see. Like elephant shaped post-it notes and stuff like that oh yeah there's some fun stuff in there actually i actually don't have a lot of those items but they're really they're really cool you know i I love the uh the animal shaped uh paper clips that's some of my favorite things just because it's not like cat and dog there it's like 35 different shapes or something like that it was like man anything they can think of to to make a paper clip form they've done it so here's some of them penguin (laughs) elephant um pig bird squirrel Paper, paper airplanes, um, aquarium series, which includes alligators, butterflies, <laughs> strawberries, mm-hmm. and many, many more hippos. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff. I mean, it's a really random place. I should buy some stuff from there, actually. I think really good Christmas gifts and stocking stuffers, I think. Yeah, exactly. Got a lot of that sort of stuff on there. So, um, we're going to talk a bit about penmanship, which is a, a really nice word, I think, penmanship. It is. It's got some nice connotations to it. But before we do that, I think it would be the right time to talk about our first sponsor. Now, we spoke about DocuSign last week. Now, they've come back to sponsor us again. Now, obviously, we love pens and paper here, right? That's what we love. Absolutely. But probably what we don't love is paper in abundance, legal documents. Who loves them? I mean, yes, you get to, to pull out the nice pen and put pen to paper and make that signature. But you know then you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages and i'm talking specifically brad about all the documents you've probably been signing as we spoke about for your house move yes yes very much and you know as nice as all that stuff is nobody really likes that aggravation so it'd be so much easier if this could all be done online and this is what docusign provide they give you the ability to um, send and receive um, digital documents which you're able to sign online and it'd be legally binding so you can upload documents from your hard drive or from cloud services like dropbox for example and then you know if you are the sender you can go in and um, annotate all of the areas that you need to be signed initialed have your address stamped and then you can send it out by email to the people that you need to sign it if you are one of the receivers of the document you will receive an email which takes you to a web page where you are shown through the your it so you're entered into the DocuSign system and they w- talks you through and walks you through step by step all of the elements that you need to enter so you need to put your initial here you need to type your name here and you need to sign here and you can sign in a bunch of ways you can sign on the trackpad if you're in ex- um you can uh open one of the ios or android devices and sign right on the screen with your finger which is awesome you can sign with your mouse but obviously that's not you know as precise as doing it with your finger and then once you've signed if you are if you sign up for DocuSign or you're already a DocuSign user, that signature gets saved. So in the future, you can just drag it straight into the document. 
Um, the iPhone, iPad, and Android apps that they have allow you to access, sign, and send your documents on the go. So if you already have documents in DocuSign, you need to send them out to somebody else. You want to get a copy of it. You want to, you know, you can get, you can access them all online, which is excellent. You can also print the documents as well once they're done, if you like. And then, as the person who sends, you get everything sent back to you once everyone's signed it. The document is all sent around totally securely, all encrypted, and everything you sign is legally binding. People literally sign to complete their home purchases in DocuSign, and it is legally binding. You can help support 70 Decibels and start your no-limit 30-day free trial at DocuSign.com. That's D-O-C-U-S-I-G-N.com forward slash 70 Decibels, 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S. If you have documents, contracts, and stuff that you need signed, DocuSign is the way to go. I want to thank them for sponsoring this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Tell me about penmanship, then. Yeah, so I, uh, I put out a call on, uh, on Twitter last night, you know, just looking for some show topic ideas, see if anything, um, you know, any topics came up that I thought were interesting. And one came up almost immediately when I sent it out. A gentleman named Alan sent me a tweet, said, how to how about um you know talking about how to improve your handwriting and penmanship and that and that's that struck a chord immediately because ever since i've i've started you know uh penaddict.com that's one of the things i always get asked about is you know how did you get your handwriting that way your handwriting is so neat oh your handwriting is amazing and and all these i've, I've gotten comments on my handwriting since day one um so i, I figured it'd be uh kind of you know fun i guess to to kind of talk about how that how that happened and why it is is the way it is and how bad it is now compared to about a decade ago when it used to be you know really really good um so yeah i, th- I thought that was a, a a very interesting topic because I, I do get asked that a lot um it there's really no for for me it, it really started kind of with the the whole pen addiction and my my penmanship is probably goes hand in hand because you know I, I, we've talked about you know probably in episode one you know how i got started you know using the pens, the types of pens that I use and everything like that. And I can remember vividly in, you know, elementary school and middle school trying to find the finest tip pens I could have because I like to write really small. And, you know, of course, I'm not, don't really care that much about my penmanship, you know, when I'm in fifth grade or something like that. And, you know, you're forced to use cursive writing and, and other things. But, you know, I always, I always still kind of printed um, my, my letters and, and things like that and wrote really small. So I always had from from day one, I've always had just kind of a decent baseline of my penmanship was never horrible, you know, coming up through school. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of something you can't get around because you don't know at the time, you know, how your writing is going to turn out right. Some people have horrible penmanship in school. Some have it really nice. Some have big flowing cursive. Some have nice print. And some of it's chicken scratch that you can't even read. Mm. But I'm of the belief that you can correct it if you think you have, you know, poor penmanship. Um, just because, uh, you know, I had it, like I said, I had a good baseline of decent handwriting, right? And then as odd as it may sound, I went into two jobs after college that completely changed and fortified my handwriting style. The first job, and this is a, a this is a, a an item that not many people know. It's one of those, um, you know, if you ever fill out those, ever see those things on the blog, 
like go around blogs, you know, tell me, you know, five things, you know, I don't know about you or whatever, you know, things like that. I was a golf professional for about four years when I got out of college. Um, just an assist, assistant golf pro at a, at a country club, right? Teaching golf and, you know, <laughs> doing all that stuff. <laughs> that came out of nowhere, Dowdy. Yeah, yeah. But and it's, it's, you'd be amazed how that tied into my penmanship because, you know, you were, when, and this is, I'm talking, this is like in the early mid nineties, you know, I'm an, I'm an older gent. So this is a while ago and, you know, we didn't have as many of the, the computer generated um, things as we have now. So when we'd have tournaments at our golf course, you know, they realized pretty quickly that I was the only one with legible penmanship to write the huge scoreboards. You know, I don't know if everyone's, if you're not familiar with golf or haven't been around, but you know, at the end of a tournament, you know, there'll be um, just, you know, kind of a running scoreboard of the of the players as they turn in their score. Yeah. Well, I was always the one that had the fistful of pins and manning the scoreboard. And I would have to, you know, before the tournament, I'd get a list of 100 names and I'd have to put all those names up on a scoreboard. And this is presented to the whole tournament. So I was nervous about how it looked. Right. And a lot of people who at the time who did those scoreboards did calligraphy. I was never into calligraphy, and plus, I, that would take way more time than I had to to do that kind of thing. So I I just really worked hard at like refining just like a really neat block lettering style. And the type of pen you choose really makes a huge difference in your penmanship. And we'll we'll talk about that more as, as we go. But at that time, it was using you know like large chisel tip markers, right? So I had a very sharp edge. I, I remember this vividly, you know, just <laughs> I would I would order these specific pens, had very sharp edges, and I'd write these huge scoreboards with all these players' names on them and have to post them up on a wall for everyone to see and, you know, write their scores in. So I developed kind of a style of lettering, um, which was all, you know, bold, capital letter type of lettering. Mm. You know, it, I didn't have a lot of differentiation between uh, – uppercase and lowercase you know i had all the letters look the same if it was uppercase it was just a little bit bigger right <laughs> so yeah that's a that's a uh, you learn lots of things about uh about me on on this podcast and that's one thing you know i mean i've just never had any reason to talk about you know me playing golf for about four years when i got out of college <laughs> so um and that actually transitions into the job where um I really learned how to write. This is funny. This is like a uh, this is like a personal diary. Yeah, so I feel like I'm, we're in therapy at the moment. I know, I know. So I'm, and what's funny is is like the vividness in which I remember this stuff is is I don't know. And it's it's because it's a lot of it's around pens and writing, and you don't realize don't realize it at the time. But I mean, we're we're literally talking about you know 15 or more years ago where the, these seeds are being planted. So, so I'm a golf pro, right? And you know, you you don't. It's an it's an awesome job for a single guy, but you know, I I fortunately met the the future Mrs. Pen Addict while I was had that job, but that uh, that required me to get a real job, um, just to just to pay the bills, and um, so I got a job at a construction sales company, um, and part of that job required me to do some drafting. And like I said, back then we, of course, had computers, but we didn't weren't using all the you know powerful CAD programs and things. So I had to do 
a lot of hand drafting as far as some designs and measurements and um, drawing, you know, um, drawing items, you know, to get fabricated, you know, a lot of fabrication type of models and things like that. So myself and the guys I work with, we did a lot of hand drafting. So we had, you know, all these special rulers and we were always looking for these really fine tip pens. Back then we used to, I I can't remember the exact zebra model, but we found a zebra that was really fine tip and sharp and black. And what I did when I was at that job, because my handwriting had to be clean on that because I'm, I'm presenting documents for fabrication, right? So I can't really make mistakes in my numbers or, or lettering or things like that is, you know, when you look at huge blueprints and a lot of them use that architectural type or engineering type, um, that, you know, looks like a font. I, I made it my goal to mimic that style as much as possible. And that's kind of where my handwriting is today. Um, it's way worse than it used to be, uh, back then. Like I could, I, I used to be able to like kind of write in a blueprint architectural style and you couldn't tell if it was handwritten or, you know, printed off a computer. My handwriting used to be like that tight. Um, and it's really, it was just, it was just practicing. I I mean, I would take, I would, I would get, you know, a large legal pad and I'd just write the alphabet across the page, looking at some of the, you know, some letters were harder to convert over into my handwriting, um, than others. So, you know, I might have, might have good practice, you know, like A, B, C, D, E, F, and like G was really hard for me for a while. Um, and I, I would literally write pages and pages of just letters trying to mimic this style and doing that plus, you know, working, doing that job every day for two years. I think I did that job for about two years. Um, that's what kind of um, – that was the foundation for the way my handwriting is now. Um, like I said, I, everyone comments on my handwriting, on my reviews at Pen Addict and – I just can't explain how bad my handwriting is now compared to how it used to be. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It, but I also at that point I could go I would go a lot slower and was more diligent, right? I mean, I think the pay, the pace makes a big deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so now my my pace is is very fast. Um you know, I I, I write extremely fast and you know, so you know, my my penmanship's still good. But um, it, it could definitely be better. And, you know, Alan asked how to make it better. I mean, I think the tips are obviously practice. Um, you know, find a handwriting style of someone. You can find all kinds of things online. And you just have to practice mimicking that. Every letter, you know, every curve, every line. Um, and and just it, it's got to get built into your muscle memory, you know. So it's just that repetition. Um there's some videos that on YouTube that I'll, I've watched. They're they're not. I mean, it's a decent lettering style, but it it um, it may not be your style. But you can at least look at them to get to get an idea. I think they're called. Um, gosh, what are they called? How to write like an architect. Um, I'll, I'll send you some links, Michael. Uh, I, I think you can probably just search for it, and that probably comes straight up. Um, but the guy did a video series on how to write like an architect, and I don't know that I would recommend his exact lettering style, but you can watch the videos to see how he practices his lettering. Um, and, and you can get some good tricks, tips and tricks from there. The second thing I would recommend on how to improve it is use the right pen. 
And that makes a huge difference. And you don't have to use the pen that you write with every day. I would recommend using something like a Sharpie pen, like with a felt tip. You, I tend to get a more responsive, clean type of line, you know, that I, I can tell what my handwriting is looking like better with, you know, a, a felt tip pen, like a Sharpie pen, which you can just get off the store shelf. Um, I'm not talking about the, the permanent marker. I'm talking about the Sharpie pen. Um, you know, if you get into like, unless you're, it, when I'm, when I'm talking about penmanship, I'm talking about my style, you know, the printing style of penmanship since I, I don't write in cursive. So I can't really to speak to that. Like I, if you're wanting to try to write in a, in a um, block print style like me, I wouldn't recommend, you know, like a 1.0 millimeter gel ink pen. If you're trying to learn cursive and a, a bigger flowing type of um, type of writing style, yeah, definitely go for a wider gel ink pen. Um, you don't want anything too small when you're when you're learning and practicing because that uh, you'll probably get a lot of hand fatigue if you're practicing a lot. But something like a sharpie pen, a felt tip. It's it's a fine tip, but that it's relative. You know, it's still probably a 0.5 millimeter line or 0.7 millimeter line, but something like that allows you to practice and see your lines. You know, get a notebook out, practice your lettering, uh, practice numbers too, because um, they kind of get you know some of the same shapes as, as some of your letters. And what you really want to do is, if you get stuck on a letter, you know, just really repeat that letter over and over and over again because it. it you can change the muscle memory in, in your hands. You know, I've changed, you know, I've, I've changed how I write a four, how I write a G, um, how I write a W. Um, there, there's some very specific letters that I've completely changed my muscle memory on that, you know, I don't write them how I used to. And it, it can be done. It just, you know, for me, it, it just took time and practice and I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but you know, doing those things, you know, the, the jobs I did when I was right out of college actually uh, kind of laid the groundwork for the way my penmanship is today. And, you know, my penmanship today could use a lot, a lot of work. I'm, I'm not personally, I'm not really happy with it. Um, and I'll talk about it when I find a good pen. I'll talk about how great my penmanship came out. I was like, wow, this pen really made my um, handwriting look good. The last one I can remember was um, the Kurataki Zig cartoonist pen. I'll link you that. That um, that review on the Penatic, I did that maybe a month ago, and man, my handwriting came out awesome in that. And every review I do is, you know, I don't write any differently. You know, my hand angle's the same, the pace I write with is the same. Um, I don't go slow thinking about every letter I put on there. I write pretty much as fast as I, as fast as the words come out of my brain into the pen. That's as fast as I write. So when I look at a review like that, I'm like, wow that pen really made a difference in my handwriting. And, um, you know, that's a felt tip pen, kind of like the, the plastic tip pen, like a Sharpie pen. So I'll, I'll send you a, a link to that. It's the, already got it. You got it mm-hmm. with the, with the purple ink. Got it. Yeah. I made a comment in that review. I was like, wow, my handwriting really looks good on this one. So, and that, that just shows to, goes to show you, you know, how much the pen does make a difference. So, I mean, cause it's, all my, I mean, my reviews are pretty much the same. Like I said, the pace of writing, everything. So the the pen really makes a difference in how it looks. So, 
So I've, I've rambled on on enough about that. Um, you know, if if you guys have any questions, definitely uh, get in contact and or tweet me and email me. We'll we'll go over that at the end. Uh, if you have any more questions about penmanship, and I, maybe I didn't explain it, you know, completely, but I just wanted to kind of give an idea of how my handwriting style came to be, and it was actually a. <laughs> unfortunately, it's 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 not a quick quick process. It's definitely uh, built up over the years, and there's. Highs and lows by just how much I, how much I was writing at the time, you know, when I was really doing it um, with a meaning and a purpose, it was it was very tight and clean. And now, even though I am doing it with a meaning and a purpose, right, you know, doing pen reviews, it, it's not the same because I, I think you know my pace has changed and I don't have to have that complete clarity like I used to have. So I still have remnants of of that drafting style and things like that in my writing today but it, it's not as neat and clean as I, I would like it to be and you know the only way to fix that is is more practice so so that's kind of that's kind of it so we're going to talk about me and my lefty way yes i want to hear this but i want to talk about squarespace first cool so squarespace they've come back again for august which is Excellent, and we love that they've done that. I love the support that they give us, but I also love their product. I've been a Squarespace user for many years and continue to use it. Um, I've got my own personal blog running on the brand new platform that Squarespace have created, Squarespace 6. No credit card to try Squarespace out at all. You can go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and you can start your two-week free trial there. You get to take a look at the completely new design that they have, both on the back end and the front end. They've made the back end a lot more user-friendly. You can can do everything in um, this new environment that they've created. You don't need to do things live to the site if you want, but you can if you like to, especially a lot of the design stuff looks really good when you can do the drag-in and the drop-in and the WYSIWYG and, and all that stuff. Um, everything is totally integrated with Squarespace. You're looking at design, domain, if you buy one of their annual plans. You're rock-solid, never-goes-down hosting, and 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, award-winning customer support. They have um, excellent um, resources online as well. They have a really great help knowledge base. Um, I'm looking in there constantly when I'm trying to find something new for the site um, I can go straight in I mean I had a something I was trying to find um, a couple of days ago I just did a quick search in their knowledge base and found a, an article for it they have um, videos like tutorial videos that take you through being able to do things like I needed to do a URL redirect and it's all very simply done I wanted to make sure I did it right and they were able to I was able to watch the video that they created they have new templates, as we've mentioned before. Um, they're absolutely new with this brand new version of Squarespace. They're beautiful, clean, and they let your content do all of the talking. You choose what one is right for you, make the color changes you need, the font changes you need, and they're totally responsive. You know, when you add images or design pages with a new Squarespace, your entire site restructures automatically to fit on every device, and it maintains the beauty of the design that they've created for you. Squarespace starts only $10 a month and it is the perfect package for any website, blog, portfolio or more that you want to create. It's $10 a month for the standard plan, $20 a month for an unlimited plan as if you're paying on a monthly basis. If you sign up for the annual plan, you get 20% off that. And if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off and custom domains with the annual and biannual plans as well. As I mentioned, you can go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels to sign up. And if you do... 
you can use the offer code 70 decibels 8 because we're in August now. That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-8 at checkout, and you'll get an additional 10% off your first purchase at Squarespace. I want to thank them for their continued support of 70 decibels. If you're thinking about starting your own presence online or you want to move over because they have great importing tools as well, go check them out. If you enjoy what we do, then you should really help support them like they support us. Thank you very much to Squarespace for sponsoring. Thank you, Squarespace. So, me. Now, I am a lefty, which for a lot of left-handed people, not all, but for a lot of left-handed people, that is a problem straight out of the gate. Because you're kind of restricted to some of the tools you can use, I think, at times. Um, And depending on how you write, it can make things quite difficult. Now, I write fast. Um, because writing for extended periods of time with the way that I hold the pen can cause wrist ache. I kind of stretch around the page and my hand is upside down to you right-handed people. So my hand, my fingers are pointing towards me when I write. Right. Yeah. So writing in that position, even though I've been writing for many, many years now, at least four years, um, that, was, that was a joke, Brad, you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was funnier when you had to point it out to me <laughs> yeah i thought i better because you didn't laugh so i want to make sure people know that i've, I've been yeah. literate for longer than that let me tell you something uh, not to totally hijack you but you know why i wasn't laughing because i was taking my left hand and pointing my fingers towards me and look pretending like i had like a hook like you were yeah. writing so i, I was i, I was like i was working man. along with you mike i am i am the captain hook of mm-hmm. the paper world so yeah, that's why. I, uh, so I wasn't totally paying attention to your to your humor there. I was uh, pretending to write left-handed there for a minute. So because of that, um, I've had to, to to make adaptions. So my my handwriting is fast, and because of that, it's it's just sprawl. I have terrible handwriting, but it's readable. My older brother, who is a right-handed person, has much worse handwriting than me. His is unreadable. Um, I have slightly doctor-like handwriting. You know, so you, yeah. I don't know if that's it, the same in the US, but in the UK, no, doctors are renowned for their poor handwriting. Yes, very, very much so. Um, but it's you know, it it gets me through. Um, if I write slowly, my handwriting's good, mm-hmm. but I choose not to. Right. I typically, I've spoken about this before. I have a very peculiar habit of chucking capital letters in all over the place mm-hmm. I may have one word that is part capital or part, part block letters and part like I don't know what, what what's the technical term for non block letters uh, uh, I mean we, uppercase and lowercase uppercase you know? and lowercase that's the terms mm-hmm. I'm looking for yeah so I have some upper some lower just randomly um, in words in sentences and I don't really know what it is that does that I've started doing that since I've been writing less obviously since, since i left school right don't know why yeah um, so you, you, you just for a point of clarity you're, you use a printing writing style you don't write in cursive or script again i mix you do you mix that up too yeah wow. I, I mix cursive and print again in the same words i'm looking at i wrote down um captain hook of the paper world as a show uh, title mm-hmm. suggestion and I've joined the C and the A, then the P is um, is on its own, the T is on its own, then the A and the I are joined again. Very peculiar, mm. brother. I have very, um, very peculiar handwriting style. We need a picture of this in the show notes. Yeah, what, what shall I write? Shall I, or do you want me to just, I'll tell you what, I'll just take a picture of the uh, five 
show suggestions. Okay. That I that the title suggestions that I've written so okay. far, just because that means I'm not um, playing it up for the camera, as it were. You, you're right. getting, you're getting my speedy scroll in all of its glory. Exactly. 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 And exactly. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't. When you were saying about writing on the uh, the like the whiteboard for the golf, right? Mm-hmm. I can't write on whiteboards because I'm a lefty. Yeah. It's That's very true. difficult for me to do that. Like, um, I rub it all off as I'm, I'm as I'm writing more and more. So, like every every <laughs> word that I have to like kind of, I have to like poke at the board. So I like hold, I extend the pen further than my hand, so my hand never touches the board. Yeah, that just makes it worse, right? Yeah, us lefties have a real, real trouble. But we get by. We we had. I liked. I would you know one day like left-handed people to be recognised as having a handicap, but. I'm not sure if that will ever, if that will ever occur. What can I say? To be to be a pen addict and to and to have such such a handicap as eyebrow—that's just not fair, is it? I know it's not. But there will be a link in the show notes for everybody to see my horrific handwriting. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's that's me. So do do you? Uh... Do you have any interest in making it better? Or, I mean, you just kind of getting by with, with what you got. Do you ever think, you know, let me um, let me work on this. Is there anything I can do um, to, to, to make it better? Typically, it's only me that sees my writing. So I don't consider right. that a problem. And if, you know, as I said, I can, I can be neat. So if I'm writing like a birthday card, mm-hmm. you know, I will take my time with that. And then okay. it's okay. Um, but you know, I, I've never had a, a job where people have needed to read extended periods of my handwriting. Gotcha. You know? um, and, and I guess honestly, probably a lot of us don't the, these days, which is why you know you see these articles popping up in all the big newspapers. You know, is the lost art of handwriting is handwriting dead, and uh, all these things like that. So that just leads to you know, the the less we use it, the, you know, the wor- the worse all of our collective penmanship gets. Indeed, it's a shame. Yep, we keep we keep the tools alive and the, uh, you know, the essence. We have. that's right. We care. What more can you do? That's right. So, Brad, I think we've come to the end of this week's episode. I do believe so. So people can get in touch with us in a myriad of ways. Like if you have suggestions, like we you know we often ask for show suggestions. Feel free to send them in whenever you want, and you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm I Mike I M Y K E. Brad is Dowdyism D O W D Y I S M. You can also email us by going to 70decibels.com forward slash contact and fill in the contact form or email Brad directly at thepenaddict at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Sir, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I, I don't. Just have a have a good day and uh, you know fill up that uh, shopping cart and, and your wish list and uh, all your handwriting dreams will come true. Let us know what's on your wish list too. We'd love to know. And yeah, your top that, that would be fun. What what pens are you guys looking for? Exactly. So we're, we're always looking out for new things. And those top fives, keep sending them in. Next week, oh, next week, you're going to be joined by Stephen Hackett because I'm on holiday, and you're going to do a special episode of him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've already got some. Uh, I've got some ideas for for Mr. Hackett. Excellent. I, I will look forward to listening to it too. So, I will. You, you will hear from me in two weeks' time, but you will hear from Brad next week. Thanks very much for listening. As always, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.